Welcome, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in the universe, created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Brian Neal. My name's Bill Caskey. Well done. Stayed in tone there, like kind of the same yeah. move there. You kind of caught me by surprise going, a, little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, looking down, uh, double in. We've got a uh, last call. We got a last call. Not for beer, not for alcohol. Last call for our Melbourne meetup. Event. Oh, yeah. Now, when I say Melbourne, I'm not talking Melbourne, Florida here. No, you're, you're No, this not. isn't Space Coast, Cape Canaveral. We're talking the real Melbourne, mm-hmm. Melbourne, Australia. If you've not done so, you live in Melbourne or anywhere near Australia, and you're going to be there on March 26th. That's this Thursday. Bill and I will be there virtually. We are recording a uh, specialized, customized mm-hmm. video just for you, and hopefully going to have a little fun with that. So last call, if you're in uh, Australia, you want to go visit, lots of podcast listeners signed up for that. Julian Smith has done a phenomenal job. It's a networking event for like-minded salespeople, and would love to have you there with all of us. Is it fair to say that we would do that for other people, too? If you have, like, if it's if it's not in Australia, but in San Francisco or New York, we have lots of uh, listeners all over. I mean, if they do I some th- kind of a network, would sure. we still do that? I think if they if they paid us $20,000 grand like, uh, okay. like Julian <laughs> like did, Ju- then I, I think we would probably do that. We'd probably entertain doing that all <laughs> over the world for 20 grand. He might not know yet, but anyway. No. Have we sent him the invoice yet? Does he... <laughs> You know, we're always uh, interested in hearing what people think about the podcast and how they've used it. And uh, we've got a, a, a great little audio here from a listener somewhere in Europe. Hey, Bill and Brian, this is Ansevilian from Finland. Ever since I was a little kid, I've had sales in my bloodstream. I was really passionate about trading ice hockey collection cards, but my career ended up taking me elsewhere. Until now, six months ago, I moved to L.A. and figured that now would be a good time for me to start pursuing sales again. And went after Solar City for about three months, finally got accepted last Friday. And when I was preparing for this, your guys' material came out and I really appreciate it for this simple reason. You guys put it into words what I always wanted to believe about sales, that it doesn't need to be manipulative, but that we actually get to serve people and try to find the right fit. Now, I'm new to the profession, I'm eager to learn, and I would like to know your guys' top three books specifically on sales. Any input on that would be much appreciated. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That it was very nice. Very well done. Uh, do you think he's uh, English? Is he English? He's from the U.S. Because he had a great, yeah, but he had a great. Uh, See, Finnish people, that's one of the things. In all, all of the whole world, people are great at yeah, speaking. They're better than vir- we are. Virtually no accent at all. Almost none. Very, yeah. very nice. And I want to go to Finland now. Can we do yeah. a meetup in Finland? We can do a we meetup in mi- Finland. Finland. Helsinki? Uh, wherever. That's the only city I know. Careful. Oh, yeah, it's good. I think it's Finland. Uh, so uh, you ask about books, and yep. uh, Brian and I are avid readers. Eh. We're avid thumbers. You're we an avid through. reader. Yeah. Do you I'm have not. one? What's your favorite? You know what? I, and this is hard to answer, and I'm going to give an author instead of any book, and you know this now, Bill, you know this long. Any book by Wayne Dyer, I think is the best sales book you can mm-hmm. you can read. And he's got 30 or 35 books, uh, The yeah. Power of Intention, um, uh, Believe It and You Will See It. Uh, you'll see it when you believe it. Uh, anything you can find by Wayne Dyer, I would highly recommend you read for sales. Mm-hmm. That's good. He's good. Yeah. We saw him in concert We did see him. We did see him in concert. <laughs> That's right. He had Birkenstocks and a sweater. He had Neil Sedaka. He's great. <laughs> he always <laughs> has a callback. Or he has no shoes at all, he does. which I really Fantastic. like. Fantastic. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. Yeah. He has a new book out called What to Do When It's Your Turn. And it, it, it's a good book on personal accountability. And sometimes in sales, I think we're a little bit leery of taking risks and turning ourselves into personal brands. And this, real, this book is really about how to get past that. And uh, I think he talks a lot about some of the things that we discuss here on the podcast. But Seth Godin, What to Do When It's Your Turn. I, th- I think you can buy it now from Amazon. At first, he was only selling it in five packs. Yeah, but I think it's now uh, available on Amazon. So very, thanks very for your good. question. It was really good. Good and, job, uh, Thanks Auntie. for listening. Yeah, that's it. great. So we're going to do a mailbag today, Brian. Oh, and we get <laughs> Thank uh, you. lots of, you didn't know that, did you? No, I was asleep, sorry. We get lots of emails. Some of them are just uh, complimenting us on the podcast, but sometimes we get questions and we really do like the questions and we store these things up and yep. we're not able, some, we get a lot of questions about, I'm new in sales and so how should I govern my activities and how should I think about it? We've done lots of podcasts on those. So if you've done, if you are fairly new in sales, go back to advancedsellingpodcast.com and search on new in sales or rookie in sales. There's tons of content there. And I would also encourage you to check out the products page on Advanced Selling Podcast too, because uh, Brian and I just recorded a program called All In. It's an audio program downloaded directly, and it's uh, almost three hours of really taking you through from beginning to end the system, the mechanics, the methodologies, the philosophies that we teach here. So make sure you go there if you're new in sales. Really, you don't have to be new in sales to get a lot out of that. But if I were a listener, I would go buy that. Yeah, I don't care how long you've been in sales. It, it just we we, we you know, it's our our content and our product. We're really proud of it. But it's uh, it's so worth. We go really deep on some subjects. Lots, it's well, lots well deeper. worth yeah. a small amount of money you're yeah. going to spend on that. So here's a mailbag question that came from Charlie. H. Okay. And uh, he says, I have a question. I'd like to draw on your experience. Uh, His company operates in a very saturated market. So he's wondering, how can one add value in a niche market that's highly saturated and where our solutions look very similar to the others? Uh Any advice and help is much appreciated. Now, he didn't give us a lot of information here about what market it was, but I don't know that it really matters. I think think we all, almost every sales professional is in a market that's somewhat competitive and it sounds like his is ultra competitive, but we want to address that today. Yeah, I think it's just about price. That's okay. what I'd sell. Slower the price. I'd just drop my price. If I, that'd be, yeah. What do you think? So 5% thanks, less, thanks for joining 10%? us today. We're here every week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's not just about price, is it? That's the whole point, right? If it's just about price, I always say, salespeople, it's just about price. We don't need salespeople. We don't we need, need salespeople. No, we yeah, don't need those. We need the so. internet. We just need the internet. Okay, so yeah, we've got some different ideas. I've got three here written down of things that you can go do that are actionable when you're faced with this high competitive high commoditized, very difficult to differentiate mm-hmm. uh, issue, which, yeah, I think you're right, Bill. Everybody's kind of faced with this Everybody some degree. Right? Yeah, why, don't you, uh, why don't you give Sorry? it a go? Okay, now. Give it a go. That's a British. Give it a go. Now, uh, in the spirit of books, because we told Ansi about some books, and I said I'm not like a reader. You're a better reader than I am. I don't, reading is not really my thing. I do skim things and thumb through. Um, there is a book, though, called The Blue Ocean Strategy. Mm-hmm. Blue Ocean Strategy. And it's a really thick apparently good book that I can summarize in two sentences. <laughs> so you don't have to buy it. Save so no, $50 buy. on the book. Yeah. It's a Harvard it's, Business it, Review it is book. A Harvard, it is a yeah, HBR so book. A couple Harvard very proud of professors. It. Yeah. They're very good. And so, and so yeah, go go spend the $90 to buy it. And then after you do, come back here and here's the two <laughs> and sentences. buy all in. Exactly. <laughs> and buy all in for much less. Um, 
the blue ocean is this. Um, sharks feed, and when sharks and where they feed, the ocean's red and bloody and everything else. Ugh. And the ocean's huge. And so while sharks are feeding, there's this little patch of red, bloody water, and then all this blue yeah. ocean around. And but we get attracted to the bloody water because we, we say there must be that's food there. So that's, that's where we say we got to go there. Is, yeah. and, and that's and you chum water when you're fishing or you're yeah. looking for sharks. You chum water. You put blood stuff in there, and all the fish come up. And that's where everything is, right? And meanwhile, there's there's this big, vast blue ocean. Yeah. And so this is about defining what is your blue ocean, and you have to figure out either on what attribute or in what way are the competitors that are in your space not competing, right? So, for instance, if um, I have a, a friend of mine, good friend of mine from uh, high school who works for a company at a very high level that's owned by a very, very wealthy man that everybody in the world knows, and they sell little brackets that hold trusses together. Trusses are like wood triangles that go in, in a ceiling, right, but, but as a frame. And these things are like 45 cents, and they're really cheap, and you can get them just about anywhere, and they're super cheap. It's all commoditized. Well, his company came up with a, a computer software program that allows a builder to see a 3D model live on their iPhone or their iPad with some, some computer-aided drawings, um, everything that goes on in the framework of a building. And what they do is they give the software away for free in turn for a contract to buy these little metal brackets. Good. See that? Good. Blue ocean, man. Blue yeah. ocean. So they changed they, the game. They changed the, the game. The game is right. not trusses anymore. You got the it. It's game, not yeah. at all. No, it's not trust brackets. The game is now technology. And I thought it was a genius, genius thing for them to do and to think about. And if you go to the website, you'll see it's all about this technology thing. And you get the technology, then you, if you buy their yeah, it's good. Their brackets. Good. So. good. Blue so ocean. change the entire product Find line. Find the blue ocean. What you're saying. You got it. <laughs> get out of the business. Yeah. yeah. So here's my first one. And it's a belief that you have to adopt before you do anything. And that is there is never a true commodity. Uh, so even that, the product was a commodity, yes, a trust, right. but all things around it were not the commodity. So you've got to find, and this kind of takes me into number two here. So I guess I'm doing go ahead, two you at go once. Twice. Yeah, go ahead. But the idea is you've got to find that, that area, no matter how small it is, that you really really do bring extra value. And don't say there is none, yep. because you wouldn't have been able to exist uh, this long without something. Right. Even if it could be your customer service, it could be how your people answer the phones. Just you need to do a thorough diagnosis and analysis of how your competitors do, thing, do things, how you do things, and where are the distinguishing differences. Mm. Don't worry that it's not a billion dollar difference. Just find the two or three things that, that are different for you. And, uh, and then in my second one, I'll talk a little bit about then what to do. But I think you have to start with the belief that nothing is a true commodity. I like it. And when you're in highly competitive markets, all you need to do is win at the margin. To your yeah, statement about yeah. it doesn't have to be a million dollar be difference. A big thing. It can yeah. be a marginal difference, and that's where you win. And you win on the marginal difference. It's yeah. really important to know there. Okay, here's number two for me. Um, be more selective with your time. If you're in, a, in an environment like this, you have to be super selective with who you spend your time with and how much effort you put into deals. What we get caught up in is trying to convince and persuade the person on the other side of the desk that our thing is better and our service is better, and we try and try and try. When we do that, we limit the ability to get to get multiple exposures to people who are experiencing a service level pain that we kind of have good timing and show up, yeah. right? So I think you need to be um, a little bit more protective or a lot more protective. Think of it like spinning plates. If you've ever been to a circus or a juggling act and they put those plates on those Cirque, sticks. Cirque du Soleil. Is it, do, do they, they do that? Plates? I don't know. I don't they know. do they everything they at Cirque du Soleil. Don't they? They spend, they spend <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So you spin the plates and the, the plates get spinning. And you have to come over. You get like 15 going. You got to come back to the first one and spin it a little bit more. Uh-huh. And and it's more about ex- more about the multiple exposures than it is about staying with one and just spinning one plate. So your point is there: get out early if you know this person is not That's going right. to be a prospect. Yeah, and move kind on. Kind of the old. Yeah. Can always That's go good. back. It's more about frequency of touches than depth at this point. That's good. I think. My number two, and I hinted at it a little bit, is add value around the edges. Yeah. Again, what Brian talked about there was the trust, add value in terms of the software. For you, though, you might not have the ability to create software around your product, but you can still add value as a sales professional around the edges. One thing you can do is if people, if you find people make mistakes when they buy this product of yours or of the market, write a, a little piece on a buyer's guide. Just create a little buyer's guide Ooh, yeah. on how to, how to uh, sort through the different types uh, it's an educational piece that you can give to your clients. And so when they're ready to buy and they're buying something, you pass or hand or PDF them this buyer's guide. And it could be three or four things. It doesn't have to be a massive guide, but just something where you can add from your perspective. The other thing I would suggest is some kind of an implementation guide. Mm-hmm. So it's never just the product that people are buying. It's what the product will do for them. And they've got to implement it. They've got to execute it. They've got to use it. They've got to maximize the use of it. If you could create some kind of a little implementation article, publication, something, that way you're distinguishing yourself because you say, look, I care enough about it, not just to sell you this trust, yeah. but how to use it. And especially yeah. if it's a product that people are, either aren't familiar with, don't know how to use, or they use, but they don't get the maximum value. I like that. I like the idea. I like the, the, even the titling of like the like four mistakes people make when buying, when buying advertising thing. things yeah. or whatever this is, yeah. or the, the hidden pitfalls of whatever buying. That's really, really nice. And don't let your marketing team get to this. You, you no. do it yourself. Yeah. You, you know the language your buyer speaks. You know the problems in the marketplace. So do that yourself. Add value around the edges. I like it. Uh, nice segue into number three. We always forget to do this. All we do all day as salespeople is we go out and talk to our customers and our prospect. That's all we do every day. Mm-hmm. And we always think about we're in the sales process. Well, your answers to your problems are there. The answers are right there. Just ask, this is the to-do, ask your customers. So if you're in a competitive market space and you're trying to figure out how to differentiate yourself, instead of trying to come up with it on your own, go pull 20 of them yeah. and say, hey, we're in this competitive space and we sell this little trust bracket. What would make this and what we do and the way we do it stand out More amongst valuable. the rest, do you yeah. think, to you? Yeah. And I bet you'll see a theme. My guess is if you ask 20 or 30, some theme will show. Like, well, if you offered us this or did that yeah. discount or da 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 it's like, oh, ding, 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 there it is. And you go back with it. And then you also say, this program came from you. You told us that this yeah. is the way you wanted this or you wanted this program or this buyer's got or whatever it is. And people like that. It's flattery. They enjoy that. So just ask your customers. Yeah, it's good. That's pretty simple. Pretty we, simple. We make this too complicated. We do sometimes, sometimes don't we? Uh, my third is do a thorough analysis. And again, there's some common themes here. But I think until you really get into study where are you different, it becomes hard. And then take the one or two things where you're, you have an advantage or you have a difference and blow it up. And just uh, either tell a story around it. You could even have a, pro, a client do a little video testimonial or some type of a written testimonial that highlights that one thing that you're different in. And, you know, 80% of our products, you know, if I think of like a professional service as like a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer, probably 80% of them are going to be the same. 
because the, in accounting Absolutely. world, there's tax rules. There are. But how you how you deliver that, the type of blueprint you come up with, the service level you come up with, how the process you take people through, all that is different. So a thorough analysis, find the one or two things, and then expound expound on them. Is Love that the it. right word? Expound I mean, well, on them. When you say blow up, you don't mean like blow up, explode. No, like I don't mean blow up. Explode. You mean blow up yeah. like like expand, yeah. accentuate, yeah. accentuate, emphasize. Yeah. yeah, that too. There's a song, accentuate the positive. No, there's remember? not. Is there yeah. really? Remember Who did that? that? It was like accentuate the positive. It was. <laughs> Are you serious? Was, we'll have to check it serious? out for next time. Yeah, it was back accentuate in the accentuate the positive. I didn't Jenny, know this. You, you can vouch for me, right? Okay, we'll find that. And if we don't find it, I'm sure fact checker, <laughs> fact checker Doug will be we'll all over it. it. Accentuate the positive. Uh, well, Okey I'm going to do that. Smoky. And we are uh, done for today. Thanks, uh, Brian, for being here with me. <laughs> oh, it's glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, try, it was great. Trying to add living great, now. great having me. Thanks that for having me, does, Bill. I really right. enjoyed my time. <laughs> it's, it's like sometimes you hear call-in shows where the, where the person says, well, thanks for having me. I was like, well, you called. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get your sales game ready for prime time, and we assume you do, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com, download a free copy of our ultimate pregame audio program. It's free, and you'll also get on our email list too. Products page on the website, all in, a comprehensive training solution for salespeople. And also, one thing that we don't talk about here much, but is the Advanced Selling Podcast Resource Toolkit. It's got tons of resources in there, language, verbiage, and some processes that you can use as you uh, look to increase your business. Also, download our app from the iTunes App Store and uh, take a couple minutes to leave a review on iTunes as well. Obviously, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and join the conversation in our LinkedIn group. Always good conversations and good questions at advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. Beautiful. See you next time. Bye. Bye.